everybody. Welcome to Podcast of the Gundam Heroes. Uh, it is me, Ty Tuesday, and with me, as always, is uh, Kuvo. Hello. Vickus. Hi there. And Serene Dragon. Hello. Hi, hello. We're doing uh, episodes 40 to 48 today. Only three. Uh, but uh, 46 it's we're... to 48. 40... 46, 48. (laughs) What did I just say? I don't even know. I'm, hey, everybody. I've been, I'm a streamer. If you, if for some reason you're listening to this, you don't know, I am a streamer on Twitch and I have been uh, live and talking for over 30 hours for the last (laughs) couple days. So, uh, I, if I sound a little dumber than usual, it's because I'm very stupid today. (laughs) Are you still wearing the banana suit? I I did take off the banana suit okay. finally. Eventually. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Uh, well, Kuvo, take us away. Yeah. Uh, so episode forty six starts with a recap of uh, Gwyn deciding he's going back to Earth with Jim with him. Uh, they're taking off, and uh, Lauren taking off the fighter. He no longer has the white doll. It just happens Oops. to have the little core fighter that's in the front of it. So just just gave that to Jim. Yeah. You gotta well, save the cod piece. I mean, True. it is kind of cool. Like I said it last time, the core fighter is like a concept that's been in all the Gundams, but I do like the way they handle it in this one. Uh, it looks better, I think, than the other ones. Like an actual plane. Yeah. Also, it's funny that like he didn't know about it until episode forty-five. So. True. Yeah. Anyway, the yeah. title of this one is "Again to the Earth." So. We're going back. <laughs> Gotta go. Left my wallet there. Uh, Lauren is in the fighter above the moon. He's wondering why Jim and Gwyn are, uh, you know, together and like what they're thinking, how they're going back to Earth like that. Um, back on the Wilgam, Bruno and Jacob are like wanting to leave. They know that they're kind of being hostage taken in a way. Back they're to being Earth. Shanghai'd a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Gwyn is kind of Gwyn is kind of just appropriated the whole crew at this point. He's just kind of like, oh, you're in the boat. That means you're mine. Well, let's go. It's funny though because <laughs> he left fun. most of the crew on the moon. Like Sochi and Mishi and everybody, they're like chilling on the moon right now. But I guess Bruno and Jacob didn't get shore leave, so he needs them to I, drive it. Is the problem? They're yeah. the only and, people qualified somehow. And also, I have a feeling he knows that like Sochi and Mishi are not going to take this shit. But these two ding dongs absolutely <laughs> yeah. will take this shit. True. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, uh, we got to get out of here. So they try to leave. Um, they go to the hangar, but Yanni stops them and like kind of holds them up at gunpoint, saying, "You go back into your cabin." Um, in the hangar, Jim is telling Gwyn, like, hey, Lauren fled with the flighter, but we have, you know, like 90% of the white doll. Is that good enough? And uh, Jim's like, yeah, we could just put the sumo cockpit in there instead. It just snaps that. right in. Yeah, I guess it's like plug and play or something. He, he does makes- say, like, wow, they made all these suits as if they could fit them in, almost like they were meant to be mass produced. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> they also make note that the Turn A is regenerating its mustache in the previous fight, like it got shot off, but now like it's doing that same thing it did before where it has like the gray stuff on it and kind of repairs itself. Can I just um, say that having two bad guys, one called Jim and one called Quinn, <laughs> supremely yeah. problematic. Makes reading these notes incredibly hard. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jim mistake Gwyn. getting those two together. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lauren uh, eventually docks his fighter through uh, the airlock or whatever and arrives at the White Palace and just kind of lands it out front. Uh, he has to see Diana. Uh, we cut to Lauren having filled Diana, Kihil, Mishi, Sochi, and Sid all in on what is happening because they're sitting around the palace for whatever reason. Uh, Sochi immediately is like, oh, that Jim bastard, Gwyn bastard, he betrayed us, you know, he's an asshole. And I mean, then, yeah. Like, yes, yes. True. <laughs> And he says he went to the moon. Like, the only reason he came to the moon was to steal the moon's technology and that. But Diana's like, well, you know, if he wanted to steal the moon technology, he would have just taken one of our techs hostages instead of, you know, siding with Gwyn. So there's got to be, or Jim. 
Sorry. So there's got to be something more than that. <laughs> the game is afoot. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. We will mix them up constantly in these three Hi, episodes. everybody. If you thought the most confusing switcheroo this show would do is having two copies of the same person, <laughs> guess again, fucko. They're going to have two people whose name is way too close. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Lily's like, well, maybe he went with Jim because uh, he wants to be a ruler. And, you know, Jim's kind of an asshole and, you know, wants to take over shit. And, you know, he's also gotten the manufacturing originally to kind of play his political game. He's playing uh, civilization and teching into the military here. Yeah. He's got Bishi's, the research agreement going. <laughs> Bishi says they need to get the tourney back. And Sid's like, well, we need a ship to do that. So Diana's like, hell, I'm queen of the moon. Have a ship. Um, we cut to them going on some trucks to the dock. <laughs> Because um, they've got to go get their ship. Lauren is acting like really happy about everything, and so she thinks this is weird. But Keel's like, "Hey, you know, he no longer has the burden of trying to fly the white doll on his mind. This is how he was when we first met him." And yeah, yeah. Like she like yells at him. She's like, "Hey, why aren't you more upset that you don't have the turn A? Like that's your whole thing, and you don't have it. Why aren't you like panicking about that?" And yeah, it just be like he he was sitting five feet from a nuclear bomb <laughs> for like a month. Like <laughs> yeah, he he's looks like, so relieved. He looks yeah. up, the sword is no longer there. Um, <laughs> interestingly, Sid is sitting in the cabin with the moon driver, the guy who's driving the truck. And he, like, talks to the driver and the driver's like, oh, yeah, so the port was locked down because a lot of Jim's uh, lackeys are there. And, like, we haven't been able to clear it out or anything. And then, like, randomly, Fran pulls up riding on top of a noose truck, like, next to them on the highway. This like, is an eyewitness news fucking news van she's here. She's going, like, full amazing. April O'Neil on the top with a film <laughs> yep. camera right here. And uh, she says she's working for the news now, but she needs to talk to Diana, and, like, her whole message is, like, yeah, Jim's forces are attacking Diana's supporters near the docks. Uh, so we cut over to Hammett and Donna, which, again, are the two dolphin scuba buddies we've met a couple... The Aquaman. Yeah, the Aquaman. And they're looking at, like, destruction that's, like, everywhere around them at the port. Uh, Harry and the Royal Guard pull up. By the way, they're on like doom buggies. I don't know where they got those. <laughs> yeah, he also guard. spots like Ames and Johnny are there too, and they're dodging explosions and everything. Um, Lauren flies in with the core fighter he has, and Diana's on the front of it with like a megaphone. And she starts to give in her whole spiel, apologizing, saying she needs to go back to Earth, that like inside. that she's not selling out the moon. Yeah, they're gonna drink make every time the Queen apologizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I get that they're all, like, fanatically devoted to her, but, like, you can fool me so many times. But Anyway, uh, they cut to her telling Harry that, uh, like, oh, I may not be fit to govern. Look at all the devastation. The same thing she's been doing the last couple episodes. But Harry's like, yo, all the civilians love you. And it's like, the explosions were really the fault of the rioting moon civilians getting too close to Jim, who felt cornered or something. Like, he tries to blame it all, like, explain it off in some weird way. It's know. Jim's fault, some don't worry about it. Yeah, just to make her not feel bad, even though it's kind of her fault because it's on her watch. But, you know, um, we see a moon technician with this really funny, like, going through puberty breaking voice. <laughs> oh, God, that voice. Like, he <laughs> flies <laughs> in on the sumo. He's like, listen, everyone, the ship's here, but it's need repairs. It's really. So I have every right to be here. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Really but, yeah, good. they found the ship. Uh, they need to repair it, though. Uh, Didn't so blow up this to, one, Jim. Yeah. Uh, we got the Jim's forces uh, that are still on the moon. Like, I guess he left some henchmen behind to, you know, kind of play interference. Yeah, he still has a base, basically, over on the moon. Yeah, so they're seeing the whole situation. They don't want Diana leaving. Uh, so this military type named Gallus, he has these basically, like, 
uh, I don't even know how to explain it, like Ray-Bans on, really. That's it's only like the G.I. Joe feature. shades. Yeah, it's only the finding feature of the G.I. Joe shades. Um, he says that he's going to go take care of it. Uh, he goes and gets in a new suit named the Cezanne, which is really the Ceza from Double Zeta, but whatever. It, it's kind of generic looking, but it does have a huge missile launcher on the shoulder, which comes into play later. Another Zaku light, as it were. Yeah. Uh, they're like, we've never used these things before, but we dug them out of the mountains and they should work, so let's go try it out. Every one of the robots we've dug out has been super powerful, right, guys? <laughs> Yeah, so they cut to Ames and Johnny. Uh, they're using some moon suits to load stuff into a ship. Uh, there's like a huge montage of people just doing things. Sochi is asking if uh, all these royal guards are helping them, but Harry's like, no, they're just moon civilians that love the queen so much that they give up their free time to help her repair a spaceship. <laughs> and some like random civilians just butt in and say like, yeah, Jim's betrayed the moon. Long live Queen Diana. Fuck I'll that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy. Um. Hammond and Donna are painting the side of the ship. Like, I guess it's been in cold storage for 50 years and has some rust, so they're fixing that up. And, like, like one of them says to the other, I forget which, like, we need to have a, an emblem on the side of our ship. And they hold up a drawing, and it's fucking Mr. Whale from Guilty Year. Like, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. It is absolutely, I was going to say, yeah, it's the whale from Maze Super. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It rules. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to paint that on the side. Um, Lauren's in the gold sumo uh, moving stuff, moving his fighter around. Uh, he puts it down next to these two tall brunettes women that are, um, that are asking him, like, you need to put this near the armory so we can fix it. But he doesn't know where this is because he's been on the moon for, you know, grand total of two hours. And so, like, they start, like, making fun of him. Diana shows up and tells them to cut it out and they like figure out through the conversation that this is Lauren like chief ace of the earth people and so oh, they start the immediately the queen told us to stop giving this guy shit he yeah. might be important and when the queen is wingmaning for you <laughs> like you are in <laughs> so yeah they start fawning over him and we get a cut to them him autographing the back of their jumpsuits I thought is... he was signing their necks first yeah, yeah. that's, that's what it looks like, like. Um, Sochi shows up on her Bajorn and starts yelling at him for goofing off. Uh, they think that she is scary. Um, Mishi, there's another scene of Mishi getting into an argument with a long red-haired moon tech dude on the naming of whether it's a wad or an armadillo. The only reason I bring this up is because it plays into the last episode. Um, I, I also like how the guy was like, you know, you're right. Armadillo is a way better name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Fair the enough. wad. <laughs> And it's just funny because I think this is the two that it kind of like implies they're kind of flirting with each other a little yeah, bit as are. it goes yes. on through the episode. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we cut back to Gallus and his crew getting ready to take off in their new mobile suits. Um, someone tells them that Diana is heading, leading the repair effort, but he does not believe that person because there's no way that the queen would be so menial and do this meaningless work that's so beneath her and everything. She would never wash well, like bloody scrubs. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Lauren is uh, working in a sumo, like picking up shit, and Harry gets on the monitor and tells him, like, hey, you need to pick up the turn A fighter and don a spacesuit and meet me at the dock over here. And, like, it's it super hush, obvious. Hush, like. Leave yeah. very quietly. Yeah, he knows, like, shit's about to go down. Um, so he also told Diana and Keel to get on the ship to put them out of harm's way. So Lauren does that. He gets his fighter. Um, he goes over to his fighter where these twin quartermasters are putting missiles on it, because I guess they just had missiles that fit. You never know when you're going to need to strap 50 missiles to your space jet. <laughs> so one of them turns and shows Harry the autograph. It's like, hey, look what we got, an autograph. And Harry's like, would you want mine? And they're like, no, no, you already have a woman. Is, <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> you're not single. Get out of here. Sort of the queen, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> uh, so Lauren does show up. He takes off in his fighter. Harry follows uh, along with Ames and Johnny. They all go up. Uh, 
outside uh, to the dock, or sorry, to the airlock, I should say. Uh, Sochi Sid noticed that like the suits aren't around. They were just working here. Where'd they go? That's weird. But um, yeah, the mobile suits go outside into the airlock and are pretty much immediately attacked on the moon surface by uh, this new guy. I forgot his name already because he doesn't matter. Duh, um, it's fine. There's some uh, combat scenes. Harry shoots a bunch of different suits. He's very good at it. He tells Lauren to go look for the leader. Uh, Lauren eventually spots him and like he has a moment where it's like, there's a person in that suit. I can't kill them. And, but he does because he has to protect everybody down below. Uh, yeah, he, he hasn't Gal. really blown people up like before now. Or at least he's very much gone out of his way to not do it. But yeah, now he realizes he doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Another another nice thing. It's almost like uh, he was all about pacifism and trying to maintain total pacifism, <laughs> and then uh, but had a had a realization of oh, it is no longer realistic at the current juncture to continue trying to do total pacifism, and thus has stopped. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It, it's actually a pretty nice character <laughs> development for someone who has been so anti-war this entire time. Like he knows, like if he doesn't stop this, more are going to die. So it's only going to yeah. get worse if he lets them keep the turn A. Yeah, so after the fight, uh, they end up shooting down the, what's his name, Gillis' entire squadron. Uh, they have, like, a moment because one of the moon techs, like, died defending the door that they're trying to get in. So they're like, if he had gotten inside, everybody would have died. And they realize what the stakes were there. Uh, back on the ship, Shochi is bitching because she didn't go outside to fight in the moon. But uh, Diana's like, no, don't do that. And Kiel says, like, you just weren't around for the fight. It was weird how you were working and didn't know about it. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, the last uh, scene of this episode is a montage of their new ship, which they named the Whale. Whales. Uh, Plural. Whales. Yeah, there's several whales on the side of the ship. (laughs) Yep. It's very Uh, good. They also painted it baby blue, by the way. Oh, with orange whales. Yes. Yeah, it looks real nice. It's really good, good. and I love it. And it's weird, too, because it's like this... It's the same ship that, like, Poe was flying around earlier in the series that looks kind of menacing, but they just painted a goofy-looking whale on the front of it, so, you know. I didn't didn't even realize it was the same ship because... There's a a whole bunch of them get shot down uh, over the next few episodes. Yeah, because it's painted so differently, I didn't even realize. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, they take off, head towards back towards Earth, because that's where they're going, and all the civilians on the moon are very happy and cheerful, and... That's where the plot's going. Yeah. And things are about to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) As they tend to. So that's episode 46. Uh, Episode 47 is titled Gingnam's Invasion. So we start the episode back on Earth. There are biplanes trying to shoot down Mahiru's if you want to know how the war effort's going. Uh, Swetston starts complaining about aerodynamic drag. I'm surprised he's not complaining about his weight a bit more. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that guy is like, I'm going to be generous here. 300 pounds. <laughs> he was talking about how heavy he felt on the moon. Like, yeah. I'm surprised yeah, the dude's it, even moving. I'm going to be real. There's no way this dude weighs less than like 600 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty unreal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're, they're fighting in the city. Borjano is trying to stop them, but he shoots it down and just keeps on his merry way. Uh, Keith and Verlaine show up in a bread truck watching the watching the war. The Mahiro spots them and shoots at their truck, which they jump out of and action roll away from, but Verlaine still gets injured. Uh, Keith gets super pissed because he's like, what the fuck is Jim doing on here? This is the worst possible outcome for any of this, really. Yeah, basically, oh my god, did the war horny dipshit go crazy? Like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? Literally <laughs> everyone knows that Jim is a shit, and I love it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every moon person. Oh God, fuck that guy. He was that guy in high school. Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he probably brought his katana. <laughs> I, I, I am glad we're on the same. I was literally just going to say how much you want to bet this motherfucker got in trouble for trying to bring a katana to school. You know, I, can yeah. see, I can see this motherfucker showing up for freshman year, like super nerdy and skinny and shit with a katana. Everybody made fun of him. So he like yep. bulked up between oh, like, yeah. freshman and sophomore year. <laughs> Looked that shit up on the internet, got jacked as hell. Yeah. But he still kept his <laughs> nurse tendencies. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and you know, like, I mean, he brings his katana to work, so you know he tried <laughs> to bring katana it to, to school. Work day. <laughs> so we cut back to the whale, which is entering Earth's atmosphere. Uh, Harry says that Jim doesn't know that they're there, and they're basically saying that they came from the South Pole. There's like a moon tech saying like, hey, did you get a shot of that South Pole? Yeah, that was sweet. Uh, we cut to Diana meeting Lily, uh, who gets a geography le- who gives her a geography lesson. Um, yeah, they were talking about like, hey, if, since they're in the North American you know continent, the Northern Hemisphere, we had to come from the South in order so they didn't see us and shoot us down, and that's why it's taking so long to get there. That sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's also like we could either have gone through the North or the South Pole, but uh, if we went the other way, they would have found us. So we're we're sneaking up on them in this spaceship, mm-hmm. uh, bright blue spaceship. Yes. Invisible to readers. Tactical orange whales. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily gives Diana a letter. I, I think this is actually Kiel here. Yes. Um, so Lily gives her a letter that wrote she wrote, one, which is basically a treaty for assistance from all the North American leaders who aren't Gwen and Jim right now. Yeah, um, by the way, over these episodes, Lily steps the fuck up. Yeah. This girl is on the move. This girl's doing work. She's fucking making papers, making deals. Oh, holy shit. Lily gets Wheeling everything and dealing. The best deals. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> no, but, yeah, like just drafts up a thing and is just like, oh yeah, I've been back for 10 minutes. Here, we're going to make an alliance with the world because uh, the moon's here. Yep. <laughs> this gym motherfucker's here with a katana and a robot and he's mad <laughs> as hell. <laughs> she was in Mach UN, so she knows how that shit works. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so she asked Kiel for the queen's assistance and is basically like, you know, all it needs is Diana's signature. And then she looks at her like, well, it doesn't have to be you, but you can totally tell her. And there's very much an implication of, like, you j- just sign this. Forge your parents' signature. It's fine. <laughs> um, back in the hangar, Harry is making a, com- a copy of the Turn X combat data. Uh, Lauren asks Sid about the White Doll's markings and its history of destroying civilization. Sid's like, oh, I don't fucking know. We should probably go check the uh, mountain cycle to see if there's anything like that. And Harry's like, oh, what a coincidence. We were just going to return to vicinity. Might it's as well grab some keeps asking there. Sid, like, hey, do you know about this white doll? And Sid's like, told him for like the fifth time, kid, I don't know. Stop asking. I dug this shit up in my backyard. What do you want? <laughs> look, you look old. You should know these things, buddy. Old, old people just know things. Who do you think would have written down civilization ended because like <laughs> civilization ended Yo, by the a way civilization ending event is kind of hard to find a record of because mm-hmm. civilization ended yeah well, you tend to have to put those lights. things together circumstantially <laughs> uh we cut back to joseph who is standing in the rain looking over the ruins of the militia factory uh talking about man we created that shit and now we've basically gone back to square one with uh 
That was like Gwyn's mass production facility. Yeah, they spent all the time building this facility up and then it immediately gets bombed by moon people and they don't get to use any of it. Oops. Uh, he gets the news that the moon forces are after another stockpile and heads out. So he's it's clearly been shown that he has pretty much just been fighting this war the entire time that he's been that everyone was up having space adventures. Yeah, he's a lot angrier in these episodes than he used to be. Yeah. Which is, I guess, fair. They left me on Earth. Earth sucks. <laughs> well, also, he, like, finally was starting to have a life together, and, like, it seemed like everything was done, or at least had gone to the moon, and here comes fucking Katana dipshit. Yeah, ruining and then it already landed. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, cut back to Keith's factory. Verlaine is getting bed rest. Uh, she wants to go see her grandma, but she falls asleep. She's, she's safe from dying for now. The doctor has seen her. Uh, but she's still going to need some rest. So Keith's really mad that this whole war thing is still happening. He's very much over it. He doesn't like Jim. Weird that. Um, and he hear, but he hears a noise outside and it turns out it's Gwyn's old fashioned airship docking. This is kind of um, weird, too. Like, they dock this airship and then immediately later show him back in the Wilgham. Like, I don't know what his whole, like, running around situation, like, if that's... He's a... just making appearances, I guess. Mm. You, you can't ditch your old airship just because you now have a spaceship. Maybe it's the stealth way to get around. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit less loud than a fusion drive. Um, so we cut onto the airship where Gwyn is talking to Horace and Keith. Uh, Horace is the moon scientist, if you've forgotten. He's been yeah, he was doing uh, the factory. The chief for engineer. Gwyn while he was on the moon, yeah. Yep. Uh, so he wants to hire the moon techs from Keith's bakery to help him make his all these new tech files he made, like the windmill Gundam. <laughs> uh, Gwyn wants to stop the war between Diana and the militia, but Keith is immediately very skeptical, as he should be. Um, Horace asks Gwyn if he knows what Jim, that Jim's been, you know, raising the entire countryside. And Jim's like, yeah, or and Gwyn's like, yeah, I'm going to give him a stern talking to. <laughs> and they're both like, all right, buddy. As if to hammer that plane in, we cut over to Swetson at that point completely in. We uh, cut to Swetson, who is blowing up biplanes and wrecking a city which I believe turns out to be the Louisiana headquarters because... We see the militia helping Lord Bjorjana. I can't. Into the car. This is like his second appearance for like 10 seconds of him getting loaded into a car, but yeah. The only reason you know it's him is because he has Lily's hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Um, So he radios Arizona with an E, telling them about the moon raid. So basically another capital city in the Americas has has been sacked. Uh... Arizona tells him that, look, we're not going to get into this problem. We're we're just going to watch. Because we're Belgium. We're not currently being bombed. <laughs> not so yet. that's just fine. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the moon forces who have taken over Floria's Miami and Carbania's Silaga. <laughs> yeah, I like Florida? Miami. I also like when they showed Miami, there was just a bunch of oranges around. Like, I don't know if that's like... <laughs> Maybe it was January. It's orange season, Flor- baby. Hey, Florida oranges. That's a thing, right? Like, that's a <laughs> sure. known thing. The one thing a Japanese person would know about Floria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some like Japanese guy doing the art for this just looked in a tourist book and was like, oranges, that's it. And just drew the scene. Bam. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Oranges, check. <laughs> I'm glad to see, though, that Miami hasn't flooded into the ocean yet. So Yeah, you know, maybe that. Maybe the like, turn A nanomachines 
fixed up that coastline a little bit. <laughs> ended civilization. Also <laughs> ended global warming. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Tap the forehead on that one. Uh, back on Gwyn's airship, Horus is asking what Gwyn saw on the moon. Gwyn says the future of Earth's people because he likes talking all high and mighty about that. Uh, Mary Bell kind of leans over to, because by the way, Mary Bell's with Gwyn here. Yeah, she's um, been gesturing her ass around these entire scenes being a nuisance. As one does. Yeah. Uh, she says that Horus has a funny face. Horus and Keith, like, or, or Horus is like, why, yes, I do have a funny face. Um, they cut to them leaving the airship, and Horace is immediately like, yep, that idiot's siding with the dictatorship. Um, so he clearly saw through all of Gwyn's idiot posturing. Good on ya. Yeah. Which is funny, too, because Horace was the, oh, let's do moon tech stuff no matter what the cost is thing. And I guess maybe he learned the mistakes he made? Immediately or- realized, oh, wait, this, he's, fuck that gym guy. Yeah, he also hates Jim with a passion, I'm sure. He's, oh my god, he's signed up with Jim? Yeah. Ugh. That guy used to bully me with his katana at school. <laughs> <laughs> Horace was in the chess club, and oh uh, yeah, Jim wasn't happy he didn't get in. <laughs> so back on the airship, Mary Bell asks uh, if he wants to be, if Gwen wants to be a lore lord. And Gwen's like, no, I just want to show Jim how to use war to win people's hearts over. So like, Gwen really does believe what he's saying. He's just dumb. And there's a scene later on in this episode, like in a weird roundabout way, he kind of explains his situation, which kind of makes sense. But like anybody knows that it's really terrible and stupid what he's doing. So we'll, we'll he get made many second. mistakes and is trying yeah. to make more mistakes to unmake those mistakes. Um, so Gwyn wants to help the oppressed populace of the earth. And he asks if she's ever heard of the myth of Icarus and the sun. And Mary Bell's like, yeah, that was a dumb fucking story. Uh, and basically he, he talks about what it, how it really means. Like you got, you got, you could still reach for it and man, I'll always reach for it. And she's just like, oh my fucking God, this guy. <laughs> um, so she just you know, starts looking out the window and sees Joseph in his flat. It's kind of funny, not to spoil everything, but there's a scene at the end of this series with them too. And like knowing what that scene is and hearing this scene is that's kind of funny, the dynamic that they have. Oh but boy. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, so Joseph is actually visiting Keith's bakery with uh, Maligan, who is the Louisiana commander with the keel hair. Fabulous hair. The counterpart to Michael. He hasn't shown up for like 30 episodes. but He hasn't been here for a bit. I mean, Um, we've been on the moon, so... That's true. So they ask about the airship that they saw leaving, because I guess it's not that stealthy after all. Uh, Keith lies and says they just wanted some bread. The wind picks up, and they realize that a spaceship is actually landing right next to him. But it's fine, because it's actually the whale. The whales. (laughs) There's multiple whales. Was it really plural? Did I yes. miss that? Yeah, was it plural? plural? Yeah. They, they say Why? whales every time. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the hatch opens with like all of the Louisiana commanders and Joseph and folks standing just outside of it. Fran immediately runs out and hugs Joseph. Um, Ames and Johnny report to a shocked Maligan saying, yup, we went to the moon. They had great food and beautiful babes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this seems great because Malgan's like real like he's half shocked and half like incredulous about it. I did not think I was gonna see you that moon, that fucking moon, you went to that moon. There's food on the moon? What? 
Yeah, it's made of cheese. <laughs> You're not going to believe me, dude. There's whales on the moon. And there's people who hunt the whales Literal on the whales. moon. <laughs> you don't believe me? Look at the ship. It's got whales on it. Why would our ship have whales if there weren't whales on the moon? Um, so Keith is actually addressed by Diana and saying, thanks for all that. And uh, he's really surprised that Diana remembers her name, remembers his name, because she's really good with names, apparently. Uh, it's a good skill to have as a leader. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's important. And apparently they were like the first ones to go down to Earth. Yeah, Lauren said so, yeah, earlier that like when they left that the Queen wished them goodbye or whatever. So Yep. Um, so on the next day, Kiel's wondering if they can possibly destroy the turn A now that the enemies have it. Uh, Keith's skeptical that Diana would do that, but they're also working with... Uh, they're, they're working on an alliance with Louisiana at this point. So trying to find any way that they could fight back against the two death machines that the... Uh, that Jim and his forces have. Uh, Lily says that everyone needs to work together because of all that, while Horace says that he and his techs, maybe they could get hired because that is what Gwen wanted and just, you know, perform a spy and figure out yeah, what Horace the hell everyone's to trying to do. Inside espionage shit. Unlike Queen Diana, this dude is a fucking buffoon and will not remember any of us. So exactly. we can definitely just, <laughs> we'll just apply and be like, yeah, we've got uh, five to seven years of experience working with mechs. Wait, we only unveiled the, wait a minute. We'll <laughs> 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 slide right in, you know? That's why he's not getting anyone because he's putting up job offers for people with three to five years mech experience when they're rolling around for a year. And he's just wondering why he isn't getting the talent he wants. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Everyone <laughs> lies on their resume. Yeah. <laughs> My moon engineering resume. So Lily jokes that Lauren should try to be Laura again to try to get close. And so she's like, that's really dumb. But Harry's like, yeah, that might just work. Um, it's kind of silly. They do. But th- this all gets interrupted because they hear that the Wilgham is nearby. Uh, we cut over to the cockpit where Bruno and Jacob is like, we are going to get so executed for treason for this. Uh, Mary Bell is just gesturing around on top of the Wilgum, like She's literally out- on outside. Top yeah. Of, yes. She is outside of the Wilgum <laughs> doing some gesturing. Um, and she knows that well, the, the earthlings have no desire to fight. And she is pretty much all about that. Uh, Gwyn is also, like, he's he's not on top of the ship, but he is outside on, like, a deck with a loudspeaker uh, yelling that Duke Bourgeon is, is missing in action. Uh, but Lily replies that, yo, all of North America has allied with Diana now. Uh, Gwyn responds that they've all become, you're being so hostile to me. Why are you doing this, everybody? Uh, Diana grabs the other uh, mic and yells that, Will Game would not have been happy to see what they did with his amazing ship that he found. This whole exchange is, as an aside, extremely weird because the Williams like two miles outside of wherever they're staying. <laughs> they and all have loudspeakers. Yeah, they're just yelling at each other <laughs> with loudspeakers. It's so good and I love it. Um, so Gwyn asks Laura how he's going to oppose Jim without the turn A. They pass the mic over to Laura uh, and, is, or, and, they're, and he's basically like, give us Laura, we know that you know, Lauren's the only one who could pilot the, the turn A properly. Uh, so Lauren gets the mic and responds, no, you give us the Wilgum. Um, and they're all really shocked because this is basically the first time that Lauren has ever talked back to Gwyn like this, um, at least in front of other people. So now Kiel grabs the mic and says that fighting will only bring back the dark history. Uh, 
To which Gwyn asks if they even understand that Earth Tech is a, is a thousand years behind what the moon has. Oh no. You know, the the tech that helped destroy the entire world. Right? Yeah, but cool robots. Wow. <laughs> Gwyn yells, wow, cool robot over the, over the mic. I do them. love that. Just like, you could have just asked. Like, you can hire their moon tech. Like, you don't need to do a war. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear, yeah, that he's not uh, the most obvious about this. And it's also, like, not really stated here, but the moon did have a lunar, it did have a mountain cycle. It did bury away some of its tech. Weird, that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what Jim was saying, that the moon stagnated because they weren't mm-hmm. uh, wanting to advance anymore because they would advance into the tourney. <laughs> into death machines. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, so the mili- at this point, the militia starts firing at the Wilgum, so he returns into the ship and is like, these fucking earthlings just don't get it. I'm the only one with vision here. Oh god, I love that he was just <laughs> standing on his ship, too. Just, just yelling at them. Couldn't, couldn't use a radio or anything, no. Fucking, Gwyn was born, like, a century too early because he would be a fucking Silicon Valley tech investor. Oh god, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Quirky in that exact calculated way. Um, so disrupt all industry. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yep. So everyone hears a bell sound uh, that rings across the entire battlefield. It turns out that it's the turn A being carried by some Mahirus. Uh, people start evacuating, including uh, the injured Verlaine, as well as Keith and uh, Fran in, in one of the trucks. Uh, the moon tech drops off the fighter for the turn A fighter for Lauren while Mary Bell, who is still on top of the Wilgum, she didn't go inside, jumps off of it uh, and lands in the turn A cockpit, which is just a disaster waiting to happen. Like I feel that her gesture <laughs> no. costume is like one of those like uh, squirrel suits that she can yes. like, control herself Slows in the her air. <laughs> God. Or at least she thinks it is, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. True. And if you believe it hard enough, it will just happen. She's, she's not weighed down by Earth's gravity. <laughs> Uh, so Gwyn's in the Wilgem telling Gim's tro- Jim's troops to return. They don't give a fuck. They just start attacking the militia. Uh, Diana and crew return over to the whale where the couples pick them up. Uh, I believe Diana and Keel were in a tank at this point trying to yeah, escape from the all, area. The two of them and Lily were in like one of those weird like armored personnel carrier things as they go by. And they're trying to escape back to the whales. And- at which point the couples pick them up and give them a ride. Uh, so Mary Bell on the turn A heads to the whales. Lauren goes to intercept, but she fires the beam rifle at him. Uh, the explosion blows up Keith's bakery. So we're, we're basically destroying almost everything that was built by the hard work of everyone over the course of the series. It's almost like it means something. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> D- deeper meaning in Gundam? No. No. Uh, Gwyn radios her at this point and says, if you... Don't come back. I am going to shoot you with the Wilgum's particle cannon. Like Gwen, Gwen, it's almost like you shouldn't have teamed up with some bloodthirsty idiots who think war is a game. Maybe that was dumb. Um so he like he cool calls robot. the retreat at this point. <laughs> notes that they can't possibly that they can't win this war without popular support, which blowing up bakeries does not tend to gain you that. What? Uh, <laughs> Michael chimes in like, yeah, but we can't really win without Jim, especially now that the entire North American continent is against us. Well, I mean, maybe 
if you weren't attacking Earth people. <laughs> they wouldn't Whoops. be against you. I don't know. Call it a guess. Um, I mean, Keith, I well, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, like, Jim didn't really go into that confrontation expecting to be a fight. Like, he was trying to talk, but, like, I don't know where he was planning on going because, yeah, the militia always are going to shoot at him, so. Right? He, he's driving his warship straight towards their their warship. Yeah. I'm not sure what he was expecting. I guess, he's one of those guys, like, I think that if people don't see his, like, way of thinking, like, he just doesn't he understand just doesn't them. understand. Yeah. Like, what even? What do you mean you don't think the way I do? How could you um, not think so- like that? Yeah, so we cut back to the whales where Keats is seeing his factory burned. Uh, he says he can't tell Verlaine. Diane apologizes for bringing this whole war thing to him, but Keith says he wants to join the fight now. Uh, or he, he's sort of a bit reticent about it, uh, but Diana's like, no, you need to keep making bread. Bread's the hope of the people. And Yeah, like everybody tells him, like, hey, you need to keep doing what you've been doing, even though now the war has personally affected you and you have a vendetta. Uh, no, no, keep doing that old thing. You should make bread because you're not trained in melee fight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keep a neutral zone, even though that historically has never worked out. Mm-hmm. So Harry tells Lauren that they can't that they can't fight the turn A. It's just too powerful. They're going to need to capture it so that the enemy only has one mega super weapon instead of two of them. And that's the end of the episode. All right. Well, episode uh, 48, we get the recap of the whales landing. Gwyn. (laughs) (laughs) The megaphone conversation. Yes, Gwyn's discussion turning into shootout and terrifyingly Maribel in the turn A. It gets worse. The title is Diana's Repatriation. Uh, we start off, there is a huge thunderstorm with tornadoes. And if you remember the dark history, you're like, oh, Fuck. And yeah, it turns out it's Mary Bell in the tourney flying around using moonlit butterfly on the earth. Um, she goes over a town with some civilians in it and destroys them. This episode's got some graphic shots. You watch these people turn to dust. Yeah, they uh, yeah. they see it. They're like, what's that? And then they're just, uh, I don't know, ash and on the ground. Then they're really. dead. Oh my God. <laughs> Decomposed. And Mary Bell being... Maribel uh, says it isn't perfect, but it's still a great weapon. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, it's not like completely vaporizing everything, but it's still partially vaporizing, which is good enough, really. Uh, yeah. Everyone's it's, dead. It's a strong You only need to remove roughly 20% of a human being before it stops working, you know? So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they like, uh, go up and you see uh, Corin and still in his monk outfit on the cliffside watching and. He is like, no, I've, I've seen this and smelt this before. I've smelt that ionic smell before. Um, he, he knows what's <laughs> happening right now. So we cut to the ass fight. Gwyn tells Jim that Earth is not a laboratory, but Jim's like, all is fair in love and war. They were enemy combatants. <laughs> There's people on a horse down below in the town. Enemy combatants. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So um, Gwyn now has letters from all the American leaders saying they're not unifying with him. And Jim's like, I don't give a shit. I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) These letters won't stop me because I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) And Gwyn's like, well, maybe we should focus on Diana Counter then. Uh, You know, if we crush that, then all the other territories will bend the knee. 
Uh, Jim was at first reluctant, like, you want us to turn on, on moon people, but then Gwen's like, hey, Phil's an asshole, and Jim's like, yeah, you know what? Phil, <laughs> Phil is an asshole. Fair point. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Worst man you know makes a good point. (laughs) So Gwen's like, let's go after him too. And Gwen is also like, hey, can you return the turn A to us briefly so we can mass produce it? Um, What we we, need is more turn A's. Yeah, God, yeah, absolutely not. I feel that uh, Gwen has the technical backing to mass produce the turn A. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So we cut to Joseph, Fran, and Soshi. He wants to, he is... In his his mech, and he wants to go and get the turning back, and Franz was sure trying to hold him back in the capital, being like, no, no, you idiot, you will die. Joseph spends the entire episode doing this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he has it stuck in his head that he wants to talk to Gwyn for whatever reason to see why Gwyn would be doing such a thing. Like, he doesn't understand his motivation, so like his entire episode, he's just trying to go talk to Gwyn. Yeah. Just want to have a chat. And Gwyn's just sitting there yelling, I'm doing it because I love technology. And Joseph's just like, but why would Gwyn do this? (laughs) I love tech. I want that windmill Gundam. (laughs) Uh, So Sochi says, Queen Diana's going to help us. Joseph's like, I don't, I don't trust the moon people. And Fran's like, well, no, come on, the moon people don't want the earth to be destroyed either. We want to live here. Why you would know we want to your girlfriend's a moon person. <laughs> don't yeah, be she's one of the good ones, idiot. though. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it feels like that, though. Like, it's kind of... It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really do- he, he really doesn't like moon people, but Fran's very much an exception for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then down at their mech's feet, Corin rides up in a motorcycle. <laughs> just drives right up. <laughs> He's like, hey, where's the queen? And Joseph's like, whoa, is that guy a spy? A moon person dressed like that? That's ridiculous. Look at that. I'm a moon guy. So Corin (laughs) Corin drives off. Joseph chases after him. And they go to the whales, where Harry and Diana are absolutely shocked to see Corin. They're like, he's still alive? All right. Uh, He comes up. He's like, I'm so glad to see you well. I've seen the tourney. Doing its moonlit butterfly, and what it's doing now is only a fraction of what it's capable of. Uh oh. Yeah. All of a sudden, very mentally composed, Corin rides up and goes, Oh, so bad news, team. Bad news. It's destroying the world. Mm-hmm. Like, he has these moments of like lucidity between his crazy monk persona, like, and this is one of them where he's like, Yeah, this is bad news. We have to deal with this. It's, uh, Turns out seeing something that maybe he's seen before kind of jogged a few memories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Lauren asks who Corin is and Diana's like, well, we actually don't have records going too far back. And this guy is actually from before the dark history. He's survived at least a few table drops in the user's dictionary <laughs> of the moon. So uh, Harry's like, oh, do you know a way to counter the turn A? And he's like, ah, I'm not that good. But uh, I'm willing to help you guys if you let me, because I've seen this turn A before, I've smelled it before, uh, this is bad shit. And Queen Diana's like, yep, go ahead, help us out. And he starts crying. Um, he's glad he's seen he's seen her all grown up, so he saw her before. He apparently knew Diana, like, hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's how old he is. Yep. Yeah, he looks uh, to be about 300 or so, maybe mm-hmm. more. 
So he's still a bit unstable, and Keyhill in the back is watching him and going, this is what happens to a person if they're in hibernation for too long. Do your brain just do that? Probably. And of course, Fran is there, taking it's a picture. It's kind of funny. Yeah, like <laughs> she this, this slides is, in. <laughs> this whole scene's happening. It's kind of like, I don't know, emotional. And then she's in the background with her camera like, <laughs> yeah. That's a like, lot of these ooh, episodes. Uh, oh, a, a hundreds of years old samurai repledging his loyalty to the queen. Don't mind if I. <laughs> it's real good. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but yeah, all over these three episodes, she has been there with the camera taking very good shots like of all of it. Her book is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. It's going to sell millions. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joseph was like, well, that's done. I'm off to see Gwen again. <laughs> Takes off in his flat, and the rest, slip of the, out. the rest of the crew are like, oh my god, stop it, and chase to stop him. <laughs> Corrin's like, wow, you guys are idiots. How on earth are you going to win against the Gundam? And they're like, well, do you want a sumo? And he's like... <laughs> they offer him a fucking sumo. <laughs> yeah, Harry does, of all people. He's like, yeah. I'm going to give you my mobile suit, because you seem like a trustworthy person. You seem mostly lucid right now. <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to idiot child Swetson back again, uh, flying up to the solo, being like, it's time to fight, 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 because that's all he knows what to do is yep. fight. Um, Phil and Moran figure out that Agrippa's dead because Jim's now here running the show. So it's kind of self-evident, yeah. Swetson taunts them. Phil says, hey, you guys are doing war crimes. We're the only ones allowed to do that. <laughs> this is a huge hypocritical scene here. Because, yeah, Phil gets really angry that Swetson's here doing war crimes. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. How are you, how are you proud of what you're doing? You're just doing war. You're just blowing up people without robots with robots. What a monster. And then, like, everyone in the, behind Phil is just, like, tugging their collar. Like, <laughs> 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 like, war crimes only count if it's against the moon race right yeah otherwise it doesn't count <laughs> yeah so, there, there's no laws on earth yet about no. this so exactly. it's fine yeah <laughs> so yeah the two sides uh start fighting and shooting at each other uh we go to the wilgem which is flying towards noctis gwen's like we need to kick the solel out of noctis and take it back over uh michael asks if they should go there during all the fighting and gwen's like Oh, we need we need to we need our factory to look at turn A. So you know, if we can mass produce the turn A, it doesn't matter if Jim gets it again because we'll have our own. We'll just make our own turn A. This whole, <laughs> whole scene, by the way, is quite funny because uh, Gwyn is address- dressing uh, everybody in a sleeping bag, laying down on the bridge of the Wilgen. Yes, Michael's yes. in the captain's chair, and Gwyn is like two feet over. Yeah, just I, cocooned up. I think uh, Bruno and Jacob are also got like blankets on. I, I guess Those it's guys, like a nighttime flight. They must have been like they must be on like trucker pills, like flying that ship for like seventy two hours straight. Oh god, yeah, yeah, poor poor guys. <laughs> so uh, back on the whales, Diana says, "I need to take off to go and help Phil." He goes like, those guys are assholes. And Dan's like, hey, you hung out with them for like a month. Are you really going to say they're they're bad people? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> to which I say, absolutely. Yeah, Diana kind of goes the bat for Phil here. And it's not really in character. Like, it's I know weird. forgiving of everyone. But like, Phil did do a coup. Well, so. Phil's a bad she, person. I, 
I don't think she fully understands the depth of Phil's involvement, whereas, like, Kehel That's would. true. Kehel yeah. was there during Kehel all of it and saw how much of it was him. him. <laughs> like... He, he yeah, Queen Diana might be like, oh, he was he was following orders from Agrippa. It's not his fault. And Keel's like, nah, he is just kind of a fucker. <laughs> it's kind of a fucker, actually. <laughs> so uh, back outside, Joseph is giving a pep talk to the jalopy crew about going to confront uh, Gwyn. Says that he wants to go talk to Gwyn first, find out what the hell he's doing. And Lauren Soshi and Fran are like, okay, we'll go with you. Fuck it. I'm not going to be able to stop you. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just all go. Done. Let's do it. So uh, they all they dock with the Wilgen by basically jumping inside it while it's moving, which is really funny. Yes. Because <laughs> of course the back end's just open. Yeah, they keep the hangar doors open. I think you should shut those, but yeah. It's fine. You know, you don't often get enemy mobile suits jumping inside. You know. <laughs> what is drag, really? <laughs> Uh, they're then brought to the bridge. Gwen's like, hey, Lauren, are you joining us? Good. And Lauren's like, no, you idiot. I'm here with Joseph. And Joseph's like, Gwen, why on earth did you team up with Jim? He's fucking asshole. And Gwen's like, Jim's fleet could have destroyed Earth, but now I'm here to prevent that. And it's like, Gwen, you brought them here. Yeah, this is his whole, like, I guess defense of what he's doing he says that by joining up with jim he can prevent like jim's worst tendencies but he doesn't he, he's he, basically yeah, he, he very much thinks he could talk his way out of literally all and, of this and that's been his yeah, plan and, the entire time and fran kind of brings it up right away like jim wouldn't have come here alone like the whole diana counter and all that stuff like there was you know some conflict sure but this this dude came down here because of you, my guy. Like you're the reason this happened. <laughs> He's an enabler. Yeah. And uh, Gwen's like, well, Jim was doing war games like all the time. He wanted a war. He was always gonna come down. It was here. only a matter of time. And uh, Gwen says that wars are more than weapons. Uh, war and enemies can change history, industry, and culture. And he wanted to prevent this. And I'm like, Gwen, you went about this the wrong way, you idiot. A little bit. I mean, like, I guess, again, history is written by the victor and all that. And especially when you see, like, the dark history in that. But you're not stopping this dude. You're enabling him. So Gwen is, like, he has a very clear thought process. And he's not a bad guy in that sense but he is also completely wrong and a moron he doesn't consider the consequences of his actions like everybody in tech industries yep yeah he, oh, he is yeah. exactly that kind of thing that he never considered that actually he is the one causing Gwyn, all of these he things He has to never happen. taken an ethics class. No. In his Who life. may predict tech bros? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, it did. Like, it did, though, huh? Yeah. It kind of super did. Like Google I said, did. he was like, like, right at home in Silicon Valley. This oh, dude. God, I can't. Hi, it's me, Lord Gwyn. Let me show you my truck. There's no pain on it because we have so many infractions that we're still working. Whatever. Okay. So, <laughs> God. Now we're going to get hit by all those guys on Twitter. God damn it. We're just going to mass produce Cybertruck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Cybertruck is mass produced. The Federation will have crushed in no time. <laughs> So, so Joseph yells at Gwen that he wanted to do great things on Earth, but Gwen has ruined it by bringing Jim down. And Gwen's like, no, you have to think like Jim. You know, ambition like his isn't wrong, is it? And I'm like, yes. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. 
Right? I will say that Jim, like this entire scene, like he immediately jumps on Joseph's like bad reasoning. Like Joseph was like, I wanted to make a name for myself. And Gwen's like, oh, really? Well, you can make a name for with yourself with me. Why don't you come with me and do this? I know a guy. Yes, because he then offers Joseph control over the turning battalion they're going to mass uh, produce. You need a plan B once Lauren has turned down your job offer 50 yeah. or 60 times. And they want to mass produce attorney so that they can basically stop Jim. And Fran's like, no, that's dumb. That's, that's a bad idea. You want to mass produce the fucking thing that one of destroyed the entire world. Can we stop making devil machines for a second? Please, can <laughs> we stop one. making devil machines? Just Jesus Christ, can we stop it? Can we but, stop producing devil machines? This cool is like robot. the ninth time. Cool robot. Why do we have two cool different robot. variants on devil machine? <laughs> Why? Was one devil machine not enough for you? I mean, it, <laughs> if you only have one, you can't the make them fight. Yeah, why would you have one? Because they can, can't fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're interrupted by some smoke. There is a fire, and Bruno and Jacob have uh, gone missing. They immediately pieced out. Uh, everyone else starts escaping. Uh, Lauren hangs back to be like, Gwyn, will you stop doing this stupid shit and come help Diana again? And Jim, uh, Gwyn's like, no, that'll make me an enemy of Jim. Why don't you come help me? And Lauren's like, no, that's fucking dumb, and runs away. I didn't make a deal with the devil, you idiot. <laughs> Friday. Yeah, this um, seems interesting too because like Gwyn is almost like crying at this point that like Lauren has rejected him. Yeah, is going away. He needs his favorite pilot. Uh, it should also be mentioned that the fires were started because uh, Joseph's flat was holding a bunch of barrels like with gunpowder. Well, no, in them. it's two different things. I didn't put that in my notes, but like Bruno and Jacob actually did start a fire, but oh, then okay. Jacob the did fire. throw explosives in front of the Wilgem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Bruno and Jacob running away. They steal a wad. It's really funny. They're like, oh, hey, there was an explosion. We're going to, like, the guy's like, what are you doing? And like, there was an explosion. We're going to check it out. And he's like, okay. We're going to do some uh, routine maintenance. Uh-huh. Just take a real look on the back of the ship, on the outside of it, in this back. Right, Down we'll below, from 10 miles like, away. you guys are cool. <laughs> yeah, you go do that. <laughs> All right, great. buddy. <laughs> uh, Joseph tries Lauren to escape with Fran um, in the... Uh, fuck. No, he just... This is in the hallway. No, this yeah. is in the hallway. They tell oh, each other. Oh, in the hallway the right beforehand. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, we cut to Phil uh, taking the slow. He's prepping to fire the cannon at uh, Jim's forces. Um, in the whale game, a guy... Oh, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, Lauren goes past the white on a guy's there being like, Hey, Lauren, are you here to take it back? And he's like, Can I? Can you do that? Can I do that? <laughs> But before he can, uh, Joseph Tarzan swings on a rope uh, into it. I don't so, know where this came from. Like, so the white doll's standing up, and like from across the way in the Wilgham's like maintenance area, he just like Tarzan swings like a fucking one hundred and fifty foot gap. Like, I love it. So <laughs> I love it. It's like it's literally like Lawrence. Like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just take the white doll and be on my way. And Joseph's no. like, this is my scene. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love the fact that the maintenance dude in there just didn't get the memo that they weren't supposed to hand over the white doll to anyone. Don't give the ship to Lauren. But I love that guy. It's, Wasn't it's he his, in it for the last minute, eighty episodes? Right? Yeah, it's his. It's not stealing. It's his. Yeah, it's really funny. So yeah, uh, Lauren and Fran escaping the core fighter, which, God, I can never remember what it's called. <laughs> I don't even know uh, if it's called the core fighter. I just call it that because all the other Gundams did. That's fair. That's, 
Yeah. Might as well. I mean, that's um, yeah, that's what it is. Let's be real. Yeah, it's we a then yeah. uh, cut back to the uh, fight between the Moon Forces to Poe shooting down one of Jim's ships. This is one of the ships that looks just like the whales, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's painted green. Or Jim's ships are one color. Uh, the Diana counter ships are another color, and whales is baby blue. <laughs> yeah, the Diana ships are purple, I think. And Jim's are like a seafoam so. green. Yeah. So uh, Poe and Sweats and Star Fighting, I like how Poe is like, I'll show you what someone with real fighting experience can do. <laughs> and I'm like, Poe, Poe, you lost every <laughs> single fair, one of those fights. Losing is still fighting experience. Yeah, Poe is 0 30, <laughs> while Swetson is, is like 0 5. So I think Poe has the advantage in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's how it works, right? Um, yeah, so Red asks Phil about the robot ship. It cuts to one of those ships uh, shooting Gwim ships and they crash into each other and, and cuts of moon people dying horribly. And like literally screaming. catching fire and dying in it. Yeah, yeah some of them were bisected and, and stuff. It was, uh, yeah. It, it's yeah. A, Quick it's reminder, a war's bad in case you lost track. Well, hey, wait, in case what? you've been Just watching Gundam and forgot. What? Yeah. Well, war's bad? It kind of rem- reminds me of that uh, scene in like episode four of like Legend of the Galactic Heroes, where just for a yeah. second they showed dudes just dying terribly in fires with their guts hanging out in the middle of ships and stuff. Yeah, and they like show like the red lights flashing, and it's just like a random hallway, and there's like three dudes on the ground bleeding out. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So the, uh, counterpoint to that, we then see Corrin and Diana flying in a biplane. <laughs> Where did you learn to do that, Corrin? Where did Corrin get his pilot outfit? <laughs> yeah, he does look like a uh, World War One Red Baron, which is funny. It's very good. It's, it's, where did you get that? Where did you get your license? I don't think you can fly. Uh, but anyway, their plan is to try and get her, fly her to the Solel uh, during the fighting. Uh, the whale then reaches the fighting and shoots down another one of Jim's ships. Jim's like, ah, fuck. And is like, well, we better retreat. It's very clear here that Jim's forces don't really understand this whole warfare thing. Like, no, they don't. You see people panicking on the bridges and everything, and Jim's basically the only one who's, like, half-keeping control of anything. And, of course, Maribel's like, fight, 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 and Jim's like, no. no. It would actually be bad if we fought now. No, no. No, girl, it's, calm down. It's kind of interesting thinking about that, because, like, Jim, for all of his bloodthirstiness and what desire for war, has absolutely no knowledge of how to actually wage it. And I would say he's the worst at this, but G. Reco exists, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that Jim doesn't understand that war isn't a game. And it isn't just <laughs> him doing patrols in space. But, uh, so after that, uh, Poe spots Diana in the biplane, and she starts crying, even though she tried to kill Diana. As Poe is wont to do. Cry, po baby Poe. does po. cry a lot. She, she does. She does cry. Uh, Corrin then lands the plane on the Solel with uh, everyone, everyone there cheering her on. And the Queen comes out and tells Phil and Moran that uh, Jim has reached Earth and she needs uh, their help. And they're like, our lives are in your hands now. And she's like, yep, well, we need to go strike against Jim's forces now. This is it. It's kind of weird. Like, I could see Moran doing this because he was never really gun-ho to begin with and he just had to follow along. But Phil just kind of... I don't know, relenting to her authority? The film redemption arc is definitely a bit weird. Maybe he just discovered while he was on Earth that this was actually way harder than he thought it was going to be. Possibly, maybe. (laughs) It could also just be a thing of circumstance. Like, he just kind of looks at the whole situation and is like, yep, 
We uh, definitely do need to work together on this one, huh? <laughs> like, oh, yep. oh that queen that all of my soldiers actually love more than me? That's true, yeah. yeah. Maybe if like they had like a light mutiny or something while she was up in space, he knew yeah, he couldn't maybe, solve maybe the just situation. Maybe forgot what Phil's character was. My question is, though, like, in the beginning of the series, Poe already had, like, 15 years of, like, hard labor or whatever for, for nuking Noctis Village originally. Like, what's Phil getting for all this? Ooh, <laughs> he's going to cryostasis for a long time. <laughs> Some that guy treason. did a treason. I don't know. He might just retire and, like, hang out on golf courses a lot. <laughs> I mean, not watch I, this I'm drive. not sure court-martial is a thing in Turn A Gundam. No one has ever been court-martialed for their war crimes. They're 30 not years down the line, it. he's going to get a redemption arc by the, from the press. <laughs> There's only one Gundam I can think of that actually has court-martialing in it. It's a 0080, and it wasn't even really a big deal to the character involved. <laughs> just a light double 83 sorry yeah at the end of double 83 there you go court martial is not a thing in the gundam universe is i should say universes because mm. there's many like there's just different whales. timelines like the whales and that's uh and that's it for today we've got two two left huh two episodes. Two episodes i'm so left. looking forward to you seeing these next two episodes because there's a very good scene in episode 49 which i know you ty are going to love uh -oh. And then the last, I don't know, six or so minutes of episode 50 is probably some of the best Gundam footage like that exists, in my opinion. Ooh. So we go. I really like how this series ends. We the number one thing I have about. now. So I had to start thinking about something, right? Since mm -hmm. we now know it is, in fact, a nano machine situation. Uh -oh. right? And here's what I'm thinking of. Here's where my brain went. So if you have one world ending machine... Why do you build two? <laughs> like, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. To get is, meta on it, then, uh, is this one of Tomino's tragedy or comedy series? Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh, well, I mean, you know. Because he tends to go between the two. Both? You can have I'm, both. I'm, 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 with both. <laughs> like, I'm pulling for both here. I'm going to have to see comedy. the next two episodes. I think, yeah, I think a lot of that is going to come down to... How does this shake out in the end? <laughs> I think the ending is largely going to decide. <laughs> well, do you have any predictions then? Um, I'm curious to see what you think before we actually get there. Queen Diana is dying. That's my prediction. Okay, that's your prediction. <laughs> like, just as soon as we look, that lady's dead. No, I don't know if she's <laughs> going to die, but she is dying at the end. I that's, think that's kind that's of been mine. foreshadowed a bit. Yes, that yeah, is my prediction shown, from that. Yeah, Diana occasionally kind of being like, oh, I'm not quite as young as you are, Keel. And Keel's like, we're the same. And she's like, no, dummy. <laughs> like, so no, I think no. Diana is dying, and I think she's going to make Keel be the queen. Okay. Because she's dying. I think Loran is Gwyn's son. Who <laughs> <is> also, <laughs> I'm just going to go, hey, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go wild. <laughs> are we ever going to learn what this Laura thing is about? Or is that just Gwyn? That's just kind of Gwyn. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one Gwyn, right now. It, they never explain not, it other than Gwyn just is kind of weird. Gwyn doesn't care that much about the people under him and doesn't take the time to ever actually learn their name. Literally ever. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of feels more like that than anything else. Uh, I hmm. Has Vickis got a prediction for us? I feel like we're going to learn something about Mary Bell. And it's okay. going to have something to do with Sochi. 
Here's my big prediction. The Turn X is actually just uh, a series of upgrades for the Turn X. They fuse into one robot Ooh. and then are very powerful. Ooh. That's what I'm thinking. Because it breaks into pieces. An even bigger So bullet. why couldn't it just be like, maybe it, it turns into sick armor for the Turn A. So then the Turn A gets a sick power boost from equipping the Turn X. Ah. And then also can kick it off and have it separate. And then it's like a two, like a fighting team. And they were actually supposed to work together. That's so my So is this a fusion prediction. dance or an earring situation? Uh, no, it's literally the turn X explodes into armor. Okay. <laughs> and the, it's more of a Saint Seiya situation. situation. I say. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the cockpits so come together, it it's like the dick bump. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The turn A and the turn X, the genital triangle of the robot slams together and then they become one robot. <laughs> well, that's all good stuff. Well, we'll talk about this uh, next time we uh, have a podcast. Yeah, space anime. See See y'all next time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.